Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And, of course, they have Junior Bergen T-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at uh, ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Gus, the first meal I had outside my own home following the quarantine was at your house. Brought over a bunch of meat. I brought over my Alpine Touch, but I didn't bring it home. I forgot it at your place. Our first meal was made better, as every meal is made better by Alpine Touch on basically everything. I put Alpine Touch hickory smoke on my cereal in the morning. <laughs> It's, it's reached that level of usage. And the fact that you left it, I knew that you left it at my house. You brought it over, left it at my house. And like a real jerk, I said nothing to you because I was like, well, that's mine, dude. That's it. You came to my house. You left it in my house. And I'm eating all of it. We've gotten so far into this Alpine Touch obsession, I think, that I just think we might be able to host a podcast about all the things that you can make with Alpine Touch. It would be short. Everything. (laughs) They have a bunch of different varieties of spices, as we know. Uh, They are local from the state of Montana. Shoto, shout out, original Alpine Touch. And it's great when it's not just local, when it's not just supporting the state of Montana, but when it's also actually the best thing that you can get. I mean, when it comes to spices, uh, it's second to none. So, boys and girls, use your Alpine Touch. Colter, tell them where they can get it. AlpineTouch.com, no matter where you're at in the entire world listening to this, if you are in the United States of America and you make an order of over $50, which, you know, if you get yourself the Grand Slam and maybe some barbecue sauce, some sunflower seeds, you're there. Free shipping anywhere in the United States of America right now. Uh, so go to AlpineTouch.com. They're rolling out all their summer Big Mountain flavor packages. The sunflower shoots are really, really good as well. Alpine Touch has got you covered. Alpine Touch, Montana's special spice. I don't know how much money. Polaris Studio. Here is Ryan Tutel and Coulter Nuanes. Sorry, Coulter, cut him off. I don't know how much money we had to spend to get Prince to play for us on this show. (laughs) I mean, that feels like thousands of dollars right there. I mean, don't you know that Reese and Tommy, they're the only ones that are above the copyright laws? Hand-signed from Uh, everybody out here. Tommy informed me that if you play less than 30 seconds of any song, you can play any song that's ever been written. 
on the radio. Well, you can. You still got to pay the royalty, but you don't have to. Well, have Tommy to was in a world famous band once yes, upon a time, was, so yes, he, he gets was. royalties himself. He he breaks even. World famous. Uh, it is uh, to tell Nuwana's. It is hour number two. If you missed anything in hour number one, if this is your only sample of it, clearly you'll want more. You go to the podcast. The podcast is available all the time on your favorite podcasting platforms. The podcast is available thanks to Alpine Touch and Blackfoot. If you would also uh, like to go ahead, you can uh, listen live on the World Wide Web, 1029ESPN.com. You listen live on the, uh, on the web all the time thanks to Opportunity Bank. Opportunity Bank, your local bank, your opportunity. You can also uh, go ahead and call if you would like to, 361-3688. All guests join us via the Rankage Brothers RV phone line. Coulter, we've been pumped up to do this segment for a long time. We've been working to do it. And normally you're supposed to build up to the headliners. But we said, forget that. We're going <laughs> full bore right here off the top. It is our senior spotlight. Yeah, tell it- Tommy he's got to wait, Reese. Call oh, back oh. later, Tommy. We got a guest in studio. Uh, I see. Okay, yeah. Tommy, uh, cause, you know why? Because Tommy heard me call call him names on the radio. That's right. Well, he upset. he also probably called because you think that Steve Winwood wrote When My Guitar what, what, Gently Weeps. How would I know? Because it's George Harrison. We got, we got other things to do. Uh, it is time for our senior spotlight. It is brought to us by Mike Nugent at Berkshire Hathaway Real Estate and Blaine McElmary of McElmary Homes. We are happy now to have in studio with us Triple jump star, among other things, long jumper, all around great track athlete, and yes, valedictorian, but only technically at Sentinel High School, headed to the University of Washington, Lauren Hagen. Hi, Lauren. How are you? I'm good. How are you? We are outstanding. We appreciate very much the fact that you came in here today and uh, are hanging out with us. Uh, listen. You have been uh, one of the great track athletes uh, in the state of Montana. You hold the record in the triple jump and all of that. You did this as a a freshman through junior. You're pumped up. You're ready to go. You're going to be a senior. You're going to run the table, do the thing, and then this whole thing happens. The season's canceled and all of that. I know it was very disappointing, but where were when 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 you started to sort of work through that and look back on it, how just uh, uh, obviously satisfied and and uh, happy are you with what you were able to accomplish as a uh, you know in track and field through your high school career? Oh gosh, well, I'm, I mean, I'm beyond proud to be able to um, say that I've accomplished the things that I have. Um, Obviously, my season was not as it should have been this year, but I am grateful that I've had the opportunity to compete with Sentinel for the last three years because I've made some, I mean, unforgettable memories and obviously they've gotten gotten me to where I am today, which is something to be very grateful for. So, yeah. So disappointing, though, right? Because so many athletes in Montana, multiple sport athletes, you're, you ju- you're just a track right. person. I know you train year-round and you yep. do meets all the time, even when it's not the high school season, but that must have been incredibly disappointing for you to not get a chance to break your own records, chase your own records. Yeah, it was almost like this immense buildup and then just nothing, which was super weird. Um, yeah, I got news for you. That's most of the rest of your life, you know? So just, I mean, I don't want to, you know, it's just, you know, you there think you go. it's going to be great, and then yeah. all of a sudden, game seven's a blowout, and you're like, well, I paid $1,000, and I'm sitting here, and then no yeah. one. Yeah. Anyway, I'm sorry. Please continue. Well, it was just crazy. Like, I started um, this new training regime pretty much with my coach, um, Mike Ramos, in August, and it was it's really pretty intense. Like, we have trained pretty much nonstop, haven't really taken a break. Um, we've dialed in everything from my nutrition to training to lifting to everything. 
And so putting in all this work and then having the buildup, like this was supposed to be my like my big season because last year it was cut short due to my foot injury. And so to not have it was super hard because I was like so looking forward to it. But, you know, what happens happens, I guess. You know, it's interesting, though, it, it that you know, there's some kids in certain sports, like team sports, uh, I mean, I know track field's a team sport, but you know what yeah, I'm saying, yep. uh, who maybe need the tape. They need to be on the field so that they can get recruited, so that coaches can see them and know right. what's going on. Certain, certainly having tape of, a tr- you know, a track meet and stuff will be helpful, but also there's a number there that is representative and it says, yep. hey, 40 feet, you know, exactly. and that, and, and so how much does that benefit you in terms of trying to, you know, get ready to, to get recruited? And obviously you got recruited by a bunch of places but right. to to go on and say hey listen i know it didn't happen but i know this is what i could do here's the proof yeah exactly no um track is unique in the sense that there's not like a coach looking at you play and like judging you and whether or not they're going to actually play you on the team when you get to college really in track it's either you have the numbers or you don't and so it's pretty cut and dry in that way which i really like appreciate honestly um but yeah, hitting that 40-foot mark last year has been everything for me because without it, I don't know where I would be right now. Um, I'd still think I would be you know, going to college or whatever, but I might not be in the position exactly that I am right now. Um, so yeah, no, it's super interesting, and I'm obviously very grateful to be able to say that I have accomplished that. So often in Montana, kids get involved in sports, team sports, first and foremost, is the most accessible right. thing, right? I'm sure you probably played soccer or something when yeah, you were growing up. Yeah. But so often track is the supplement, not the priority, right? The football guys run track. The basketball guys run track just to stay in shape. The soccer girls, they're doing track Mm -hmm. just to have a spring sport, but they don't necessarily prioritize it. But it seemed like you grasped on a track at such a young age. Why? I mean, what what drew you to the sport? Yeah, so I actually started gymnastics when I was in Mm, second, third grade. And I stuck with that until my freshman year. And I didn't start track until sixth grade I think and it kind of took off and by seventh grade I was like fifth in the nation for triple jump and I was like oh man I might actually be good at this this might be something that I could do that's in college what, that's, what kicked, that's yeah. when it kicked in huh? yeah, you're seventh fifth grade. In, the, in the nation and you're like oh maybe that's how I'll know <laughs> that I'm okay yeah I can do it if I'm ever fifth in the nation at anything that's the day I quit well you're number one in the nation at podcast reset <laughs> yeah. mentions yeah, you are I you. promise <laughs> Great. <laughs> um, yeah, so I just kind of started focusing more on my training for track. Meanwhile, doing gymnastics, obviously. Um, and then freshman year rolled around and I was like, gosh, I mean, I'm not going to be going to college for gymnastics. That's kind of a realization that hit me. I know I'm going to be going to college for track if I'm going to be competing. And so I just kind of had to take that like that step to prioritize track. And I'm, I mean, so grateful that I did because it has made all the difference. The, the training regimen of track, especially when you're really taking it seriously, you're doing it as a year-round sport, mm-hmm. it's almost something that culminates and then gives you a rebirth over and over and over again, yeah, right? Yeah, totally. So, obviously disappointing you didn't get to compete this senior right. year, but it seems like you have a chance now to have a, a, a start anew to get ready for your career at the University of Washington, right? Yeah, so what's interesting about this season is, I mean, granted, I haven't been able to compete, but me and my coach are kind of looking at it as, okay, well if we can't compete, then we're going to use it as a training season and we're going to just get super strong, even stronger than I already am. And that way, when I go to college, I'm going to be ahead and I'm going to be ready to go. So, I mean, there are some perks of it, I guess. Uh, It sucks not being able to compete, obviously. It just sucks. But 
there are some silver linings that we've been trying to find. And I think that's what's been keeping me going and helping me focus and stay like with it because I don't know, without that, I think it would be difficult to actually, you know, continue to train and stuff. The tedious nature of training though, that's something that you have to learn to love, right? right. So, oh, totally. but you go through the tediousness. So then you have the meet on Saturday. So exactly. you can get that blue ribbon, that gold medal. Yeah. How do you keep yourself motivated if you don't have that, that, medal to win every weekend yeah well that's a good question I mean I love competing and I but the thing is I really do love the training and that's one thing that me and my coach have really focused on is enjoying the process and trusting the process and knowing that everything that's happening right now is happening for a reason and then there's always a lesson to be learned from it and so that's something that I've been really focusing on and just realizing that okay this sucks but there's so much to learn from it and I'm going to become back I'm going to come back physically stronger and mentally stronger because I'm going to be, have this under my belt and I'm going to have like, yeah, I guess. It's 2 Tell Nuwana, it's 1029 ESPN Radio and uh, our first Senior Spotlight, a new series that we're going to be uh, doing each Thursday here through a couple months in the summer. Lauren Hagan, our guest. You go to the University of Washington, commit to the dogs. <laughs> what was it about Washington where you said, yeah, this is where I want to go? Man, it's crazy. So for the longest time, Stanford has been the dream school, right? It was been like academics, athletics has been the top of my list. So I actually did take a visit to Stanford, but it was a week after my visit to UW. And my visit to UW was absolutely phenomenal. Like the team, the coaches, the facilities, everything just clicked for me. Um, even on my trip, I actually had like a moment of realization. I was like, God, this is where I need to be. And there was like a specific moment that I was like, this is where I want to be, this is where I need to be, this is the perfect atmosphere for me. Um, what what happened? What Did something happen or was just a realization? No, it was just a realization. I was like walking through campus with all of the other teammates and my other recruits and I was like, I could totally see myself here. Mm -hmm. Like, I'm a Pacific Northwest girl till the day I die and Seattle is somewhere that I've um, grown up visiting. I love it, it's close to home, school is great, the facilities are off the charts. It's really everything I could ever want. And it's interesting, so I took my visit to Stanford the week after, and I got down there and I was like, comparing everything to UW, and none of it lived up to it. I was like, Stanford's great, but like UW is where it's at. Like, I know, I can't. the sun is hot. <laughs> Get it out of here. Yeah, right? Yeah, I don't need anything to do with that. I'm just no. <laughs> Yeah, no, it was interesting, though, because, I mean, obviously, I visited, so I visited Notre Dame, UW, and then Stanford, three great choices. I was, I mean, I was in a position where I couldn't really go wrong, and I'm grateful for that. I'm very lucky, obviously, um, but, man, I just, I just am so, so happy that it worked out with UW. It's just the perfect spot for me. I mean, what an experience for a young lady, though, to go, go to visit those campuses, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's amazing. No, no, no. Who are we pointing at? No. <laughs> You're distracting me. I'm like a squirrel. Okay. You point, I look. Bruce from Rock and Rudy. Uh, oh, Bruce. He's bringing hey, Bruce. me a signed lacrosse oh. card. You're going to be so oh. happy about I love this. It. Okay, I love so it. I'm I love sorry. It. I love it. Shout out to my guy, Bruce, hooking us You up. loved your you know, visit, obviously, and yep. that's what made you commit yep. there. But was there anything that surprised you about any of the three schools? Because everybody knows the prestige and the pageantry that goes along with all right. three of those schools. But was there anything where you were like, wow? 
Oh man, that's such a hard question. I honestly didn't really have any expectations because I hadn't gone and right. visits before. So I was kind of just there for the ride and I knew it was going to be fun. Um, I think the one thing that surprised me was how welcoming the UW team was. Uh, at the other schools, I felt a little bit out of place and I didn't feel like I could become my complete self when I was there. That could be due to like the other recruits or I just wasn't gelling with them like I did at UW, but no, it's interesting. Like on my visit to UW, I actually, the girl that was the other recruit, she's going to be my roommate next year. So we clicked really well. We like talk every day, stay in touch. She's amazing. So I don't know. It was just, I think the family atmosphere, I felt very comfortable. I could be myself. I could be sarcastic like I am and not be, I don't know, feel weird about it. So it was good. It was just really good. The visit circuit is so funny, right? Because we were talking with Blaine McAmer, who's at McAmer Home, sponsor of this Cedar Spotlight segment. But he, his daughter, Ashley, is was a year older than you, Lauren, at Missoula Sentinel. Yep. Now she's a jumper at uh, Nebraska. But Blaine, you know, he's from Montana, grew up in Troy. And he was saying when Ashley got invited to go to a visit in Nebraska, he's thinking, well, we're going on that yeah. one. He's like, I, wa- I want to go. He's like, I don't know if you know anything about Nebraska, but when Blaine was coming up in, ni- in the yeah. 90s, he's like, I want to go see Lincoln. I got to go see right. you know, Cornhusker Stadium, see all the things. But um, on that note, though, I mean, Ashley, a year older than you, but I know you guys competed with and against each other for right. so many years. Right. And it, I know last year was so fun watching you guys because you guys were kind of yeah. pushing the pace. Oh, totally. You know, she's doing the long jump and the hurdles, and you're doing the same thing with the triple jump and everything. Having somebody that was kind of a peer, even though you're in a rural state like yeah. Montana, how much did that push you along? Oh my gosh, everything. I I mean, I thank Ashley all the time. I in she honestly was the one thing that continued to motivate me without fail no matter what. Um, obviously I've got a lot of self self motivation, but she having her on my team, seeing her in practice every day, not just at meets, was something unlike anything else. Like we had a fierce competitive nature between us and it was amazing i think that both of us um credit a lot of our successes in high school due to each other at blackfoot communications we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running from networks and security to communications and 24 7 support we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step blackfoot is here to help call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com business to learn more Stutel Nuanas, 1029 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television, our senior spotlight with Lauren Hagen, triple jumper, head of the University of Washington. Are you going to do long jump too and anything else, or is it f- focused just on the horizontal jumps, right? That's like right. really dial you so, into that stuff? I'm definitely going to be triple jumping, and then I think the plan is to transform me into a heptathlete, actually. Mm. Oh, wow. So that's seven events. Because um, you're already a great hurdler, too. Yeah, yeah. So, and I've and just thank got... you for mentioning the number, because I was like, well, 48 events seems like a lot. <laughs> yeah. Wait, hepta, what is that again? Okay, seven, yeah. got yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So hep for outdoor and then pentathlon for indoor, which is five. So, um, yeah, so that's something I'm super excited about, starting to train these new events. And it's something that I feel like is going to keep me very engaged, learning something new all the time. It keeps it exciting, you know. Um, And the coach, my coach in Seattle is amazing. He's an amazing multis coach. So, yeah. Um, One thing I've always wondered about, Coulter and I both grew up in Montana, went to high school, graduated in Missoula. And uh, 
I was not uh, recruited heavily by Stanford in <laughs> <laughs> uh, either for either thing, either the school or the athletics. But it, when you grow up if in a place like Seattle, say you're a basketball player, you're on the AAU circuit, you're playing against a right. bunch of kids who are going to go play probably in the Pac-12, play in some of these other places in Montana. Mm-hmm. Not as many kids yeah. doing that, right? Yeah. So even though you have the marks and it's objective, how far you're jumping, how you know how fast you can run, whatever it is. What is it like to think, okay, well, I'm I'm going from Missoula, Montana, high school yeah. to the Pac-12 to go yeah. against Stanford and Arizona, Arizona, you know, right. uh, 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 all of that. Is that you got to welcome the challenge? Also, maybe a little intimidating. I know. What do What do you think about that? Well, it's really awesome, honestly, because so since seventh grade ish, I've been going to national meets and getting some exposure to these bigger meets because it competing in Montana is. Um, way different than competing on the national scale. And that's been always my... Because you don't have to wear a fur coat on the national <laughs> right? scale yeah. in True, Southern California. Yes, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that's always been something that I've um, had a goal is to be not just a Montana standout, but a national standout. So that's been my, I mean, my focus. So going to these meets, I've gained exposure and put Montana on the map a little bit because people are like, oh man, Montana isn't just a cold place with no athletes. Like, it's a cold place some, with Lauren Hagen. <laughs> <laughs> We've got some great athletes up here, though, and so I don't think we get the exposure uh, that we need. Right. And then that is the thing, though, right? I mean, yeah. you have actually competed against a lot of high major Absolutely. athletes in Montana. Oh, yes. I mean, Delaney Bond at Bozeman. I mean, she was phenomenal. She's going Absolutely. to Oregon State. I mean, we've had multiple distance. I mean, the Aragon sisters, the Morley sisters. I mean, there's been yeah. all sorts of no phenomenal athletes here. I mean, because track is actually more competitive it on is. a girls' side. That's why we love covering girls' track in Montana because – I always say the best girls track athletes in high school in Montana are actually the the best high school athletes on the national level of any yeah. sport we have in Montana. Well, yeah, and I, I mean, we're ranked. We're ranked nationally. You can yeah. see it. It's like you said before, it's numbers. And so if you have the numbers, you're up there. And so Montana obviously isn't exempt from that. I mean, but I think it is overlooked a lot by other states. You're an outstanding student, four-point student, mm-hmm. Stanford was on that list. Yeah. Notre Dame, I think, is yeah. They're they're they moved up out of the JC status. Yeah, pretty right? pretty good, Somewhere pretty good school. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> obviously, Washington as well. What, what, yep. Do you know what you would like to study, and what 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 are, what are your thoughts about that? Yeah. So I think it's kind of been a recent development, honestly, because for the longest time I was been like, I'm going to go business no matter what. I'm going to go to law school. My whole family's pretty much lawyers. My brother's going to law school next year. Mm-hmm. Sister just graduated. Dad's a lawyer. So I was like, law school. But then recently, I've been like, you know, I'm going to go a different route. So I think I'm going to go pre-med, actually. Interesting. And go to medical school. I want to be a surgeon. So do they, Is there a medical school at Washington? For probably the best medical yeah. school they in the world, right? A little, <laughs> little tongue-in-cheek, boys and girls. <laughs> <laughs> I've been worked on by the good folks at the, uh, in, you know, in Seattle. Yeah. It, it's an interesting parallel when you talk about um, studying human physiology of any sort, though, with track. Because mm-hmm. you have to study your own body to know. Right how to peak at the right time, whether Absolutely. it's from nutrition or recovery or anything Absolutely. like that. So you feel like there is a parallel there when you are studying yeah. medicine and stuff like yeah. that? Yeah, and I think that, I mean, I want to use athletics for the rest of my life. Mm-hmm. And the other driving thing for me to go medical was the aspect of keeping that competitive edge about me for the rest of my life. Like if I get stuck behind a desk for the, my career, I'm going to go crazy, I think. so. <laughs> that's why we're crazy. That's what, that's what I said, too. Yeah, so being able to go medical and be in that environment where they're constantly pushing, you're competing with other um, students and like pushing you to be the best, that's, that's where I want to be. And I think, obviously, I mean, medical is awesome, too. There's 
evolving technology all the time, which is super cool. And I think that would be a really awesome thing to be a part of as well. Can I just clarify, though? Because if I'm not mistaken, the, the medical side is science. Yeah. okay just so weird but like going into law going into business Mm -hmm. it's not really the humanities per se but it's a lot more you know reading language communication as opposed to the objectivity that is math and science and and sort of the binary right and wrong of it so a lot of people have a propensity towards one and not necessarily the other Mm -hmm. but you took it all on and said well let me really think about this to do both but yeah. that that's obviously not something that worries you doing yeah. the science of whatever medicine might be yeah exactly and I don't know for a long time I wasn't very confident in science honestly and then this year I kind of gained a little bit of that confidence in math science area and I realized that you know I could actually do this like I'm not just I'm really good at English obviously but like I think that science it is your first language yeah. right? <laughs> you're right your you're native right tongue. Yes. <laughs> yeah um yeah. The people that help you get prepared for this. I mean, we've had Coach Mettler in here, mm-hmm. Craig Mettler, the head coach at Sentinel Track. Kaylin Anderson was always a, yeah. a big friend of the show. And you mentioned your coach, Coach Ramos. I know he was a former University of Washington track athlete as well. Yeah. So, I mean, how do you think all of them contributed to getting you ready for this opportunity you have now in Seattle? Everything. I mean, they made all the difference to me, um, whether it was with – Sentinel or with Mike or with Doug Leffler, my lifting coach, they have all equally um, participated in my experience. And I mean, I am so grateful to have them in my life. Like, I think that people come into your lives at specific times to help you when you need it. And that's exactly what I felt with all of them. So uh, what last thing for me, but uh, for anybody that's been to Seattle and specifically to the University of Washington, I mean, it's giant. The mm-hmm. campus is a city unto itself. Yeah. And then it is. I mean, it's you're on the lake, but you're right there. I mean, you could walk to downtown if you wanted to be a little bit of a march, but you could do mm-hmm. it. But it's 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 this urban, big, beautiful, Pacific, you know, the jewel of the Northwest and Seattle and all that. Yeah. How excited are you about that life, about being in this, you know, 40,000 person university? Yeah. You obviously have your roommate set up. You're, you're clicking well there. Yeah. And then being in, uh, you know, a, a metropolitan area like that. For sure. No, I'm so excited. I have always had the mentality that growing up in Missoula, like for college, I'm going to leave. I'm going to get out and I'm going to experience a different community. I'm going to figure it out for my own. I'm not going to stay here in the little bubble that we have. Love Missoula. But, I mean, there's a little bit of a bubble here. I want to expand my horizons. Um, but I am elated to be able to go to Seattle. Seattle is awesome and it is close to home. So if I'm having a rough week, I can literally hop on a flight for however much, $45 or whatever, and literally fly home, which is everything. You know, I love my family. They're I prefer the eight hour drive. It really lets me cool down. <laughs> yeah. You know, if I get a little, I just gotta, just gotta like get on the road and just let me, and let me think yeah. for a little bit. Right, the right. flight works too, though. It's very nice. Up, down, done. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, I'm my my family has been, I mean, pivotal in my career and my life, obviously. So, um, having the ability to actually be able to see them is going to be everything. absolutely, yeah. yeah, that's great. Well, Lauren, we really appreciate you coming in here as the uh, first of our senior spotlight series. <laughs> of course, you, thank you. You were great. Thank that you. was a mark of fifty feet that you just <laughs> put out there. We appreciate it very much. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, thank you. Senior spotlight brought to us by our friends at Berkshire Hathaway, Mike Nugent, and Blaine McElmary, McElmary Homes.
Mike Duzer, Berkshire Hathaway. Right now, the real estate industry is evolving rapidly in a lot of different fashions. But Mike's your go-to guy if you have any questions, whether it's buying or selling commercial or residential real estate. Give Mike a call, 406-531-1802. And he always reminds you there's no question. Uh, he'll, he'll answer any question you have. Every question is good to ask. And Blaine McMurray, McMurray Homes. He knows what it takes to achieve at a high level as a Montana athlete. He came from Troy, Montana to be an All-American at the University of Montana. Played on the 1995 National Championship team. Spent a couple years in the NFL. Since then, he's used those hardworking values with McElroy Homes, Missoula's highest quality custom residential construction company. Since 2003, McElroy Homes has helped contract and subcontract some of the Garden City's finest homes. Go to McElroyHomes.com to learn more about what Blaine and his company could do for you. Future Montana State Bobcat football player out of Laurel, Eli Abbey, next. At Blackfoot Communications, we're experts at keeping your business technology up and running. From networks and security to communications and 24-7 support, we evaluate your current state infrastructure and deploy the right technology solution for your future. Whether your company is just starting out or is looking to take the next step, Blackfoot is here to help. Call 866-541-5000 or visit goblackfoot.com slash business to learn more. Welcome back to Tell Nuanas. <laughs> it's just unbelievable. It, it is because you project and blame your incompetency on me. I'm not on when I want to talk, but when I need to sniff my nose, you make sure I'm on. I, I do no such thing. When we come back, I turn the mics on. That's the other You rarely on. turn me on. I'm trying to help you out, but man. Yeah, that line's going so on the mashup. Brutal. I know. Reese is, so Reese is putting that in the mashup. It's two telling Nuanas, 102.9 ESPN Radio, SWX Montana Television. The noises you hear are not made up. They are real, and they are meaningful. At the end of the day, it's all your fault for making me do this. I, I only do this because yeah. I love you. I And I do appreciate it. It is, it is out of your comfort zone because it's not writing just in the basement, banging out 40,000 words a day, which is inconceivable. The amount you've written in your life is is truly remarkable. Thank you. <laughs> it is, I mean, it really is. Go to Skyline Sports MT and just think to yourself, Wow! <laughs> like, imagine if this was paper, you know? My goodness. Uh, we uh, are happy now to go to the Rangers Brothers RB phone line and welcome in uh, another football player from the state of Montana, this time out of Laurel, committing to Montana State to play college football. Eli Abbey joining us. Eli, thanks so much for being with us, my man. How are you doing? I'm doing good. How are you? We're doing great, Eli. Appreciate you being here. Uh, listen, man, we have talked to a number of, uh, of football players, high schoolers uh, that have committed in this cycle uh, heading into their senior years, and you're another one of them that uh, is uh, choosing to go to Montana State, play for Jeff Choate. What was it about the Bobcats where you said, you know what, this is, you know, I, 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 I'm trying to make a decision where to go. This is where I want to go. Well, I've always been a Bobcat fan since I was little. Uh, Coach Choate's like, he's the best. He was one of the main reasons I wanted to go. Coach Robertson was great. And just overall feel was a really good family feel. And it's just the best fit for me, I think. 
Eli, hey, Coulter Nuanas, thanks so much for communicating with me throughout the last couple of weeks and jumping on the show. Really appreciate it. But we got to ask you, I mean, Jeff Choate is uh, it's undeniable, his energy and passion for young men and, and student athletes in the game of football in general. But when he's recruiting you, I mean, this must be an experience because this guy, he's got only one speed. It's a, it's fifth gear, 100 miles per hour. So no what's what's it like when you get the phone call from Jeff Choate? It's, it's awesome. I mean, just to have a conversation with him like that is super exciting, and it just fires you up to go play there and be a part of his program. Laurel High School, you guys have been a little bit of a run lately. They had a great year a year ago, Vance All the Way State Championship game. What's been the key? I mean, you're, you're quarterback, you play some defense as well, but just Laurel in general, what, what, what has the locomotives rolling right now like you guys have been? Um, we've had a few really good classes come through and coming through right now. Our coaches do a really good job of getting us ready every week and everybody just works hard and gets ready to play and we're all committed and it's really fun. Eli, you, you know, you obviously you're a great athlete playing quarterback for, for, for Laurel, but where do you, where would you like to play ideally at Montana state? And have you had any discussions about what it is that you think you, you're going to try and do there? Um, yeah, they talked to me. I'm going to play defense there, so I'd, I'd probably either play safety or maybe outside backer, but most likely they recruited me for safety for the most part. Now, this is uh, this is the uh, the Coach Choate and staff special, right? I mean, I think there's about 35 former high school quarterbacks on the roster, and a lot of that's just because in Montana, a lot of times you're in small towns like Laurel where best athletes probably playing quarterback. But also I think there's a distinct – advantage when you did play quarterback at the high school level just because your ability to read the game, see the game. Do you see that transition? Do you see your ability to maybe understand the X's and O's helping you out at the next level if you do switch positions? I definitely think so. I mean, I've played defense. I play safety in high school too, and just playing quarterback helps you on defense immensely, just knowing things other kids might not from not playing quarterback. Eli Abbey joining us out of Laurel High School headed to Montana State to play football. And, you know, uh, obviously, Eli, the last couple of years, Montana State has really been building very successful. A couple of playoff runs go to the national semifinal, so we get all of that. But what, for you personally, do you think is is the thing that you're most excited about about playing for uh, for Montana State? Um, probably just the culture they have and the momentum they have going right now. I mean, to be a part of that is going to be really cool. School-wise, have you considered academics or what you might study? Um, I haven't completely decided yet, but the things I've kind of narrowed it down to, they have all of it. What, what did you think of just campus, Bozeman, you know, just the town in general? Because I mean, Bozeman's bustling right now. The campus continues to expand, not just the football part of it, but all over. They're building buildings and the enrollments up, and, and the campus life seems to be really vibrant right now, and the town itself is growing faster than anywhere else in Montana. So what did you just think of the, uh, the lifestyle that you're going to be inheriting when you move to Bozeman? Um, I think it's cool. I mean, it's probably the best town in the state to go to college as far as all the options you have there to go do. It's in a great location, and the people there are great, so it's going to be fun. You know, one thing, Eli, that uh, much has been made of is uh, the new dining hall, the Miller Dining Hall there. Did you get a chance to sit down in that, that place, and what kind of damage do you anticipate doing there over the course of the next four or five years <laughs> while you're there in that place putting it away? Uh, yeah, that was a, actually 
kind of a good incentive to go there. I mean, you get free food, and it's basically a restaurant right on campus. It's I mean, you've been burying the lead on us. You're talking about Jeff Choate <laughs> culture, you know, momentum and all that. That's the reason right there, right? You're just, you got the whole thing five star. It's good. It's one of the, it, it definitely helps. No doubt it does. Well, I know that this last week or so, you were part of a run. You were actually kind of the first domino of in-state guys. I know Elijah Reynolds from Red Lodge c- committed back in December, actually, back, and he was yeah. on the show yesterday. But since then, you know, you you committed, and then Jason Fitzgerald from Dillon committed, Cade Cutler uh, from Flint Creek committed, and you know, there's been four guys from the state of Montana that have all committed, including Jace Fisher up in Troy as well. What do you think of that element? I mean, the, Jeff Chota has said since he took over the job, own the, beat the, own the state, win the big sky, beat the sky, win the state. So it seems as if they have some momentum in state. What do you think of that element, just committing alongside a bunch of other fellow Montanans here this last week or so? I think it's pretty cool that all of us kind of did it within a few days of each other and all decided to go to the same place and work together in the next couple of years. Well, Eli, I tell you what, man, we appreciate you being on here. We wish you the best here in your senior year and then uh, and, and, and beyond uh, at Montana State as well. Thanks for it, and we'll, we'll look forward to talking with you again, all right? Thank you, guys. You got it. Thank you, Eli Abbey, the Laurel. Play some more football, Division One ball in the big sky at Montana State. Appreciate it being with us. Two Tell Nuanas. It's a Thursday. I got some uh, NBA target scheduling stuff for you and a couple other things. I believe Colt is going to try and get me sorted out on who's written what songs over the course of music history next. Coulter, during this time where we got to be a little bit socially distanced, it's nice to know we can get out on the links and play a little bit of golf. And nobody better than Western Birch to get your round started right. That's right, golf's been definitely one of my favorite pastimes during quarantine times. And it's recently landed my new Western Birch customized golf tees. Go check out Western Birch golf tees at westernbirch.com. These classy golf tees are made of 100% white birch hardwood and printed with high-quality color right here in the United States. A company founded right here in Montana. These durable wood golf tees, perfect way for you to market your business. Just think, anytime you break a tee, your brand is sitting on the tee box forever. You can hand them out to your clients, your buddies, your golf partners, whoever. Great way to earn top-of-mind awareness while also playing a sport we all love. Again, you can check out all the cool designs online at westernbirch.com. Add your logo on a 1,000 of any of their tees for $150 delivered to your door. Give them to clients, friends, watch them get impressed by the quality of the look of a simple golf tee and by your creativity. Give Western Birch the opportunity to show you what they're talking about. Email and ask for Chad at info at westernbirch.com, info at westernbirch.com, or follow on Instagram and Facebook, westernbirch.com. Can you name all the Beatles? Of course. There's four of them. (laughs) I mean, what kind of question is that? Can you not? Well, Ringo, right? Can I be on a first name basis? Sure. Lennon. Yes. Hartney. Yeah. George Harrison. There you go. But not V.I. Lennon. What's Lennon's first name? Steve. <laughs> My God. John Lennon, dude. John. That's right. <laughs> well, I knew it was. I knew it was an obscure first name. It's two telling new one is one hundred two nine ESPN Radio. It's been Steve Lennon. Um. 
Good to be with you on a Thursday afternoon at Gus Tutel at 1029 ESPN at Skyline Sports, your relative Twitter handles at Skyline Sports MT. Let me get it all in there. Uh, if you missed anything in the show, you can check it out on the podcast. The podcast is available wherever you get your podcasts. The podcasts are available thanks to our dear friends at Blackfoot and also Alpine Touch. Uh, Coulter, I had meant to touch on this when we talked about the NBA off the top. Again, the NBA uh, Board of Governors has voted to resume the season beginning on July 31st, uh, and that will go uh, uh, through potentially October 12th. October 12th would be the day that they would have the uh, – seventh game of the NBA Finals. So if it went all, if it went the distance, as they say. But Adrian Wojnarowski uh, tweeted out a target NBA schedule basically for the, for the forthcoming calendar year or for the remainder of this calendar year, I guess. So we talked about the training camp July 9th through the 11th when they're going to arrive in Orlando. That's the idea to get to Orlando, all the 22 teams that are going to be playing in this, you know, truncated regular season and then, and then the playoffs. The season will re-begin on the 31st of July. What? Re-begin? re-begin. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. And then uh, you get eight regular season games, and then if there, if there, there could be a two-game play-in scenario in either the East or the West between the eight and nine seeds. Uh, but in any case, after that, you got your standard 16-team normal four seven-game series uh, uh, NBA playoffs. The draft lottery is going to be August 12th while this is going on. Okay, so in the middle of the playoffs, you'll have the draft lottery, which makes sense because the lottery involves teams that are not in the playoffs. So you, you got that whole thing going. But here's what I find interesting. The NBA Finals goes to when, Coulter? It potentially game seven? October 12th. October 12th. The NBA draft right mm-hmm, now is mm-hmm. slated for October 15th. See, I, I don't know why they bumped the draft back. I think they should just do the draft in June right now. Well, because they have no, I mean, I, it's I, not going to start till July. It's, it's always scheduled for June. I think the belief is is that if something happens, most obviously an injury, but but who knows all what could transpire between now and the end of the season, that alters what teams want to do or true, need to do in true, the draft. So true. I think they need to complete the season. True, and the chemistry elements and who they're going to get but rid of. Before, and, yeah, before yeah. you get to the end of Good it. Good point. So... But it's an unbelievable turnaround. You're a GM. You just won the NBA Finals. No champagne for you. No cigars. Straight to bed because you are going right back to work on the 16th because you got a three-day you know uh, sprint here to get to the draft that you got to get all prepared for. Obviously, these things will be happening for the for you know for the GMs for the presidents concurrently, uh, presumably. But you got to get that draft ready. Free agency. Then opens. Are you ready? Three days later. Would you like to be an NBA exec right now? Yes. The season ends on the twelfth. Yes. You got the draft on the fifteenth. Yes. Free agency on the eighteenth. I would do anything to be an NBA executive. No. Are you kidding me? No. Of all the jobs that the the uh, the pleons of the world say I could do better than that guy yet, that they're just dead wrong in. I don't know, man. I, I think that there's a lot of really incompetent front office officials in. Uh, Professional sports. You know what I think there is? What's that? A lot of incomplete information that trickles out to the rest of us. Now, Mm. I'm not saying there aren't incompetencies. Certainly there are. But I just think that there are... I think that there's a lot of disconnect. Yes. I I agree with that. I I think that if if you haven't played and or 
been immersed in sports and been able to observe the dynamics of things like chemistry, personality, balances, that's where it all goes awry. I think that everybody has the same analytics. They have access to the same amount of film. They have the same training when it comes to balancing a salary cap and all that stuff. I just think that they throw by the wayside the dynamic of how do people get along? Coulter, who were I mean, why is Phil Jackson the greatest coach in NBA history? He won the most titles. All of the X's and O's and triangle offense and all of that stuff is so far down the list, though. Phil Jackson is the greatest maybe coach in team sports history because of his ability to He's relate to people. Zen master, yeah. He can get Michael Jordan to not kill everyone. Right. Right? right? He can yeah. get Kobe and Shaq, even though by the end they were ready to kill each other, they still got three rings before they did. Yeah. That's his brilliance, though, and that's where I think that's the disconnect, right? And that's I, I'm not saying that I could be better at the analytics than Daryl Morey, but I would understand that Russell Westbrook and James Harden, it's very apparent that that's not going to work. Yeah. Uh, as we continue down the target NBA schedule here, free ag- so again, draft draft is the 15th. The free agency begins the 18th. The 2020 2021 training camp, the next season for the training camp begins November the 10th, three weeks after that, and the first day of the of next season, December 1. Man. So we are talking about potentially October 12th to December 1st is what, 48 days between seasons. No now, granted, season. we've already had the offseason. We're having the offseason in the middle of the season right now. Right. That's something worth noting, the teams that – are not among the 22 invited, they're yes. going to have some training camps. Right. And the teams that are not the, uh, among the 22 invited, those teams will have basically nine months since they will have played a b- basketball game. I don't know if that's good or bad. Granted, they're already bad teams, which it is could why be, they're where they both, are. Right? Could be. More rest, but less time together, less time to mesh, yeah, like in I, real game situations. Totally. But also, if, if, if these teams are getting together now and things start to open up and continue to, to go the way that we hope that they're going to go... You know, these teams are going to be getting together, you would think, in some form or fashion. Like, those eight franchises are going to be pretty autonomous, and you're going to have to put together a plan to say, okay, here's what we're going to do. I mean, the Golden the, the Golden State Warriors, they're going to have, you know, the most math, the mathematically highest odds at the, at the number one pick in the draft. At worst, they're going to be picking fourth. You think that Steph Curry and Clay and Draymond aren't ready to just go, you know, get back after it and reassert themselves? Oh, it's going to be glorious! I can't wait for this thing. Tell you what, this is one. This is when the chips fall, man. Peyton Manning is, you know, one of the two best quarterbacks in football for the ten or whatever it is number of seasons that he's with Indianapolis. He gets injured. He has to sit out a year. They are awful. I think they won two games if I'm not mistaken, that season that he was a Colt but couldn't play because of his neck sure. and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. They got the number one pick, didn't they? They get the number one pick and take Andrew, Andrew Luck. Luck. Right. I mean, that's living right. Now, how about the Golden State Warriors? It is, State except Warriors? that they didn't really maximize it whatsoever, right? Well, I mean, obviously. But all I'm saying is, you know, you don't... The reason it's called tanking, Coulter, is because you have to work at it. It takes time, actually, to be bad in that in that bad, right? But for Golden State, it was a perfect storm. Kevin Durant leaves. Clay tears his ACL in the last game of the, 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 the finals the season before. Steph breaks his hand. And now you are a bad basketball team all of a sudden. Just, just terrible. And yet, nobody thinks that the Golden State Warriors aren't one of the top, you know, 
I, I don't know. I shouldn't say nobody. They, but to me, they're easily, easily a top five team in the NBA. And so you don't get to usually drop down, collect an absolute prize draft pick, and then rise right back up again. And Golden State has the opportunity to just to do just that. Now, obviously, this was a lost season, but I guess if ever there was going to be a season where you were going to be okay with it, it's probably this one. I, I'm trying to remember the, the phrase that they use for what they call it, but first of all, what's happening right now is going to have an impact on the NBA for several years, maybe a long time. Just mm. can, Because, again, we have, a, we have the momentum of the season squelched and you have a restart. Mm-hmm. I don't think this is going to happen, but what if the Bucks come out? You know, best record in the league. Can't make a shot. Can't do it, yeah. Right. They lose the eighth seed in the first round or something. Right, right. Now all of a sudden Giannis wants to leave. On the other hand, though, what if they make a run out of the championship? They're fresh. And the Bucks win the championship, and it's just a transcendent moment. They keep Giannis. On down the line. You never know. I mean, you never know what's going to happen. But, but then the other thing you got to consider is there's a lot of speculation that not this NBA draft, but the next NBA draft, they're going to cancel the one-and-done rule. Hmm. And I think they call it the double-dip draft or the double-down draft or something right. like that. Now you got because now you're going to have all the one-and-donners yeah. eligible as well as all the high school kids. Yeah. So now you could flood because who are the top lottery picks almost every year? Those yeah. guys. Yeah. So you might have twice as many lottery guys. Right. So then not only what happens this season, but then – the short turnaround to next season, likely the shortened version of next season, that has all impact on who's going to get the top picks. It's going to be so interesting to see how teams navigate it. Because if you could just go, you could, you could get a little momentum right now, but then also still get in the lottery or something like that, but then also get a top pick in October, but then also figure out what you're going to do the next year and then maybe have two of those guys, all of a sudden you could just transform your franchise in the span of less than a year. It's two tell new honest, one of two ninety ESPN Radio. Coulter, I'm going to leave you here on a Thursday evening with a cliffhanger, okay? Okay. I've been thinking about this. I've been looking at this. I've been looking at the the, 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 the the tournament and the comeback and everything. And I had not made a pick yet, and why would you, before the playoffs are even beginning, about who I've got winning the NBA Finals. But I had a, an idea of who I was going to go with, and I have switched. Okay. We're going to have a long discussion about who I got winning the NBA mm. Finals uh, in tomorrow's show. We, will, we won't leave people waiting too long. But I'll explain what and why as best as I'm able to tomorrow. And uh, I'll be interested to hear your response to it because I think you're going to be at least intrigued, interested in what it is, in where I'm going and where I'm coming from. I'll be interested to hear what you have to say back to me. So that there's your, there's your tease for tomorrow, my pick to win the NBA Finals as of uh, June the 5th. Can't wait. Boys and girls, have a great night. It's Tutel Nuwana's ESPN Radio. Get commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.